0: Good morning! It's 970 WAMD Aberdeen and this is The Hartford Edge, keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Hartford County and beyond. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith with the Hartford County Public Library and I'm here with Bob Mumby. The Hartford Edge is brought to you each week by your Hartford County Public Library. Today we'll be speaking with Sandra Mag-Salmon and we're excited, aren't we, Bob?
1: Yes, indeed. We have a lot to cover.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: And We don't have any sympathy at all for Sandra for having to get up early because she's probably watching a beautiful sunset or probably watched it about an hour ago from the (laughs) beaches of Puerto Rico.
0: Yes. Calling in on the coldest day of the year here.
1: (laughs) Yes, indeed. So we're happy for you, Sandra. But she's not listening now. She might be. She might be. She might be. In my courtesy minute here, I have a few things. Okay. One is... This morning on the way in, as usually I'm in a hurry, Mm -hmm. as usual I'm in a hurry, my fault, pull into the drive-up line at Dunkin' Donuts. There is a woman in front of me. She's not there one minute. She's not there giving her order for five minutes. It was Mm -hmm. six minutes, which is an eternity in the morning. No
0: kidding. Even if you're not running late, it's an eternity.
1: Yeah. So I pull around behind her, and they start handing her, they hand her three dozen boxes of donuts okay they hand her about five bags
0: she should have gone in
1: they hand her two boxes of coffee (laughs) and like three trays of other specialty coffees right she's getting coffee for the whole office and she's doing it in (laughs) drive-thru she should
0: have gone in
1: (laughs) it's just sometimes people are oblivious
0: right she could have gotten her steps in yes right so she could have an extra donut
1: that's why i always struggle if someone's going slow in the left lane Are they just oblivious, Mm -hmm. or are they passive-aggressive?
0: Or, this is what I tell my husband, because he is you, and this, I'm like, maybe their wife is in the hospital, their husband's in the hospital, they just lost their dog, maybe they're going through something, just go around them and keep going, if you can. He doesn't buy it, you're probably not buying it.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, then, I'm going through something. I can do whatever the hell I want. Because I'm going through something. No, no. It could be of my own manufacture.
0: <laughs> that is true. Which
1: it often is.
0: That is true.
1: The other thing, and you tell me whether this is a coincidence or not. I go by a government road crew. Yes. County, state, local. There's always like seven people. hmm I go through a private contractor's road crew, not go through them. Right. And there's always three.
0: <laughs> How does it balance out? Why does one need one and the other need the other? <laughs>
1: oh and lastly we're going to do a tweet just because, and this is in honor of sandra because i want to ask her about this pj posted this okay from megan it said how come it's never your successful friends who post the inspirational quotes
0: <laughs> oh my gosh that's perfect for him that's hilarious i'll have to look that up and give that a love on valentine's day happy valentine's day bob
1: Happy Valentine's Day.
0: You're not wearing red, you're wearing blue. What does that mean? Anything subconscious?
1: No, (laughs) it it means the whirlwind was sitting on my desk and said, okay, it normally takes me 15 minutes to go up and get ready, but for some reason in my mind, I always think it takes four minutes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hear you there. My phone, I could not find it anywhere this morning, and my watch wouldn't turn on, so I couldn't. It. I spent 20 minutes looking for it. It had fallen, and but I'm like, am I losing my mind? I just had it in my hand. Where can it be?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's and again, no one to blame but ourselves. No,
0: we don't have a landline anymore. I don't know if you guys still do.
1: I went to cancel it. They talked me into keeping it. I still don't know what reasons they (laughs) gave me that I I, that I bought. I think. Good. (laughs) They told me I get something else that was of zero value to me.
0: (laughs) You were like, sign (laughs) me up. So I couldn't even call Phil and say call myself, so I can, I mean, like, I was on a desert.
1: But you, do you have fine, you find my I phone?
0: I do, on here, but you see I cracked this. Oh, okay. So it doesn't, it's, I'm just in a bad spot with okay. my technology today.
1: <laughs> Me every day for that.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, my passcode is part of where my phone cracked, so I can't punch that button What's your passcode?
1: I'm not telling oh, you. Okay. <laughs> so, Mine's 1234. Is that bad? <laughs>
0: Is that your passcode for everything or just your watch?
1: No. Um, Listeners want to know. Half is one, <laughs> two, three, five. I throw everybody a curveball. There you there. go.
0: Those robbers won't figure that out. <laughs> oh. All
1: righty. Let's trivia up.
0: All right. You are on your own this week, and I did not take that into account well, when I put these questions together.
1: Do, uh, oh, we should have, uh, next time, we can do it with Sandra on. All right. Uh, but, uh, no, we're, that's not why she's on, so we're not going to put her through that. She
0: would probably do great with it, though. But so are you, because today's Valentine's Day. Uh-oh. What planet is closest to the sun, Bob? Mercury. Good job.
1: Freddie Mercury.
0: Fe- Freddie Mercury. Oh, you're going to know this one. Yeah, I know you hate it when I say that. In baseball, what is the term for a player that is in the batting order to hit only, but not play defense? DH. You got it. Designated hitter. Sometime we should talk about what's going on with the Astros. That whole
1: kerfuffle. And Altuve, who was this massively loved player, Mm -hmm. ends up he had a buzzer on.
0: It's insane. He
1: was wearing a buzzer. One buzz is a fastball. Two buzzes is a curve. Three buzzes is a changeup. And they're saying, you know, we only played half our games at home because the technology was at home because the camera was out in center field.
0: Gotcha.
1: So you had 81 games where you cheated. And he's saying it didn't affect...
0: I just... I'm so disappointed in everybody. And is it one of our coaches for the O's? Didn't he come from the Astros?
1: Uh, Yes. Mm -hmm. And you know who's running the Astros and Nationals spring training complex? No. CEO now, Matt Slatis.
0: Oh, my gosh. I saw him post something yesterday. That it was opening day or it was a picture of the field.
1: Well, Matt, I hope you didn't post whether the next pitch... Was a slider or not.
0: Matt would never do that. I know he wouldn't. Oh, that everybody's going to be watched. But they'll figure out a new way to cheat. They always do.
1: And so, a year ago, he was living here in 27-degree weather, dealing with the city manager of Aberdeen. Oh, this sorry. year, he's living in West Palm, dealing with the city manager of West Palm.
0: <laughs> and a cheating scandal. <laughs> Alright, released in 1941 This question is in honor of Mary Hassler What is the only Disney Fantasia. animated feature film Snow White With a title character that never speaks
1: Wait, Disney title character that never speaks that never Dumbo speaks.
0: Yes, good job I'm impressed I was
1: going to get the, I, I didn't want to disappoint Mary there No She's home yelling No, she's probably not home She's probably in her third meeting with the day, She is Wherever she is <laughs>
0: But she would be yelling, Dumbo, Dumbo. She'd be going, Dumbo, Dumbo.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, whenever she gives me an answer, she follows it with Dumbo. It doesn't have to be Disney related.
0: <coughs> True that. True that. All right. Located in Lake Huron, Mackinac Island is part of which U.S. state? Michigan. Correct. Bob, you're on a roll today. That was
1: uh, that the Mackinac Bridge uh, connected the Lower Peninsula and Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Always
0: more than we know. All right. In what country would you find the Yellow River? China. Yes. Is it yellow?
1: Well, it's a book. The Yellow River was a book written by IP Daly. Ah! <laughs> if I can channel my 12-year-old, 12-year-old
0: self. <laughs> All right. What is the world's smallest country?
1: San Marino, Monaco, Vatican.
0: Vatican. Okay. You good Catholic boy. Are you Catholic?
1: I am, but okay. I, I am. But I'm not a fan of the institution <laughs> at all.
0: I think a lot of people are feeling that way. All right. The state of Georgia is famous for what fruit? Peach. Correct. Peanut. Correct. Peach. Is peanut a fruit?
1: It's a legume. A
0: legume. All right, which famous
1: <laughs> why do I know that? Why do we know that?
0: <laughs> I don't know. But it's fun to say. Legume. Yes. Which famous singer appeared in the movie Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome?
1: Tina Turner.
0: Yes. Bob, you're nailing it today. In which state was the first oil well drilled in the United States?
1: Pennsylvania. Yes. By Colonel Edwin Drake, yep. Titusville, 1866. Yep. I don't know the year, but I know all that. Great book. You should read it, The Prize. Okay. By Daniel Yergin. It's the history of oil and how it's dominated our politics for 150 years.
0: I just wrote that down because I'm from Pennsylvania. We would take field trips to that place.
1: The story. Right. It's a story of boom towns, too, because they found it... In, titusville and then they found in oklahoma california texas and just how it could immediately change the whole landscape of mm-hmm. those areas boom towns would rise up and all that came with that mm-hmm. really interesting that in gold gold rush town yeah it's interesting
0: i went to college in texas and then i lived there Total of about 15 years, and every time I would go like to East Texas or West Texas out where there wasn't a lot of people, just seeing all the oil pumps, I always felt like I was in a movie because it just is a landscape that I had never seen before, but it's so common down there.
1: And it's it's interesting if you if in L.A. you fly to LAX, get off, and if you're going up to uh, Hollywood or uh, Santa Monica or Where a lot of things are. You go up like Sepulveda and there's oil derricks. You pass oil derricks (laughs) doing that circular Uh, and up and down thing like the bobbing bird on someone's desk. Yep. Right in the middle of L.A.
0: Well, they go where the oil is. Yep. All right. Last question of the day. In what ocean did the Titanic sink? Atlantic. Good job. The North Atlantic Ocean. Bob, you got every single one right. I'm putting an A plus on my sheet. Today well, you threw for me you. some
1: some softballs there.
0: What what was the softball?
1: Designated hitter.
0: Oh, that was a softball, literally. And but a being
1: t- what was the first one?
0: What planet is closest to the yeah. sun? You still got an A plus.
1: All righty, we'll take it.
0: Yes, we will.
1: Okay, we'll do we'll do a little bit of news, and then we want to. It's Sandra. Is by the way, is it Sandra or Sandra? Sandra? I can I can ask her that. You
0: can ask her that, yes.
1: What? <laughs> I had my phone on. Oh my god. I had my phone on. <laughs> I'm gonna play this. Here's what came up. And I didn't even know she was listening.
0: Oh, you had your phone on and it hurt There's you
1: some song about. called It's Sandra. Ah! just came up on my YouTube.
0: We'll have to play that for her for sure. Ah, Jeez.
1: And I had it on mute, too, so.
0: Well, like we said, it's a technology challenge Friday here at WAMD and the Hartford Edge.
1: And I don't like that my phone is listening. (laughs) I know. And answering questions.
0: (laughs) That you didn't ask. (laughs) I know. Turn it completely off.
1: Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) News. Yes. This is a very minor but i'm just curious uh there's a home sense opening up
0: i saw that and yesterday. people are
1: talking about like it's something that they've all heard of and they're or is that just hype i've never heard of home sense is it like a B- bed bath and beyond is it like a pier it's one is probably it?
0: more like home goods if you've been in there but i'm not i haven't been in sure. there home goods is awesome that's in the tj max marshall's family okay but I saw they had a big grand opening yesterday or recently. I so saw have, it in that they news.
1: have a good PR person then. That's all I was curious. People always talk about Trader Joe's. Oh, we may get a Trader Joe's. I don't really know what Trader Joe's oh, is. What it's awesome. I used to shop
0: there when we lived in Annapolis.
1: Like Wegmans?
0: It's like Wegmans but on a smaller scale. So it's a more intimate store and the and the the staff at Wegmans is awesome too, but they just have different selection. It's great. Okay. Yeah. I think you would like it.
2: Okay. Have well, you
0: been to the new store that's next to HomeSense? I can't think of the name the grocery store.
1: Oh, Sprouts. Sprouts. Yeah, but I only go there for salads for lunch. Okay.
0: So and they have a salad bar, a nice salad bar. They have bar. a salad
1: bar. <laughs> it's like X per pound, so I put like a half pint of dressing on it. So it costs me like 15 bucks <laughs> that's right. for the salad. Plus it's like four thousand calories that
0: is true because
1: i threw a few pieces of spinach on there i think i'm being healthy (laughs) Healthy.
0: a lot of people do (laughs) you are not alone
1: i used to say the croutons that's you know so cindy said they're deep fried Mm -hmm. they're really deep fried
0: Mm -hmm. some of them i think are double deep fried
1: (laughs) why that's
0: what makes them crunchy and good i have no idea why you should make your own croutons couldn't be easier Yeah, well. Yeah, well. Since you're buying your salad at a store, I know you're not making your own
1: croutons. (laughs) By the way, I am an excellent cook. I do most of the cooking and ironing. I would
0: believe you. Oh, you iron. Iron. That's impressive. I love
1: to iron. I have even figured out cap sleeves and pleats. Wow. Yes. And now I know to turn the temperature down for certain synthetics. Oh.
0: Did you learn that on a piece of your clothing or Cindy's clothing? Naturally, Cindy's. Of course. <laughs> that is a well, new skill.
1: I'm wearing a v-neck sweater over a turtleneck. There is a big triangle from the iron on this <laughs> turtleneck. That's why I always only wear it with under things. It's like a same principle as a dickie.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> All right. Enough of that. Um, yeah. HCC... I'd like to start this by saying that there's been a lot of turmoil at Hartford Community College over the past Unfortunately, month. Unfortunately, there has. Yep. Some would say for the past two years. Kelly Corber, who who stepped up to fill in for the woman who's stepping up to be the new president mm-hmm. on an interim basis. I was with her at a meeting the other day. She just started last year. She's the dean of, I forget now, but she's very, I just was really impressed with her. She was very self-possessed. It was an economic development advisory board meeting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's, you know, she's not sidestepping anything. She's saying this is a challenge. Mm -hmm. Here's how they're approaching it. And she's not that old, so I'm sure she doesn't have any experience with this, but it really just showed a lot of character and leadership on her part the way she has handled this, mm-hmm. so I like to give a nod to her because Good. I'm sure it's not easy. I'm sure everybody it's not. gets nervous and scared, yeah. and when there's a leadership vacuum, yep. etc. Yep. But uh, the news is the president of the college, Dr. Diana Phillips, resigned earlier this week, mm-hmm. and it's a culmination of quite a long time of some unsettling and some not stable things going on at the college. Mm-hmm. So. Here's to the best, and we all should do what we can to help support that institution. It's so important it uh, for so many people in this county it and is. out in the region.
0: Absolutely. Abso- I mean, I think all of us know someone who went there or is going there currently or is involved with them somehow, and, you know, we don't wish this on any of our partners here in Hartford County, and hopefully they can put it behind them and continue the great services that they offer.
1: So, But, but I will tell you that the overwhelming majority— folks are treating this as a very positive thing because most folks feel that there uh, was not a lot of oversight or accountability when it came to the president and the fact that the board has acted obviously has been heartening to a lot of people because mm-hmm. we need to have confidence in our public institutions that we are sure. trusting our tax dollars in that uh, with the futures of uh, of our of our fellow citizens in mm-hmm. their hands so yeah. i mean that's the positive I'm taking from it that there's something needed to be done and it was done so yeah it's, it's never pretty but
0: they will get through it right. they will get through it and like you said we need to support however we can
1: uh, amen Good Amen. Good folks over there.
0: Absolutely.
1: And lastly, it's in the news again. The gentleman who was driving the truck that plowed into all those cars and took the lives of Andy Klein and young Tripp Johnson has been charged. He was on his cell phone. Really? It was 7 in the morning. And he really just didn't even slow down. So, he, you know, when he plowed into all these cars and it killed two people. And so it's in court and all the judges in Harford County and circuit court have uh, recused themselves. Okay. Cuz they all knew Andy Absolutely. and they all. Absolutely. So it's a judge from Baltimore County and the, the the defense attorney has petitioned to move the trial out of Harford County because it was so heart wrenching mm-hmm. cuz Andy was such a big part of the community and yep. young Tripp was obviously such a loved and sweet little boy and so the judge has ruled he's not going to honor that request, but he's gonna he's going to leave it open in case they can't impanel a jury. Okay. You know, they asked Sarah Klein, his daughter, you know, what her thoughts were on the charges or if he hearing that it was he was on a cell phone. She goes, It doesn't matter, it's not gonna bring in Trip or my dad back. Right. What do you think? Let's talk about it from a deterrent, not just to punish him, mm-hmm. but as a deterrent. They some say it doesn't. There's no such thing as deterrence because if people are going to do something out of passion or do something out of negligence, they're not thinking about the consequences mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he was on a cell phone—I mean, the charges—you know—the verdict can run from no oh. charges to ne- negligence to mm-hmm. uh, to, uh, to ve- vehicular manslaughter to negligent homicide. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Well,
0: I feel confident in saying that that was not the first time the guy was on his cell phone while he was driving a 80 million ton truck. You know, that when it plows into all of those cars, it does nothing but destruction. Today, when I was driving here, I was turning right and a car was turning left. And he almost turned into me and he was on his phone. You know, he was trying to cradle it in his, with his shoulder And do the steering wheel and it slipped and he grabbed it and his car jerked over and he almost hit me. I mean, you don't talk on your cell phone when you're in the car unless you have hands free. And even that I worry about because it's a distraction. And I don't think people understand the weight of your car and the damage that it can do. They think they're in this little bubble and everything's fine, but it's, yeah. it's really not.
1: I read a quote somewhere that someone said, you don't know how many times you've been a hair away yeah. from taking your own life or mm-hmm. someone else's. Mm-hmm. But we all, I mean, I don't, I think the people that are texting, I talk on the phone, but I have ear pods.
0: Yeah. Air pods. Yeah. Yep.
1: Now, some say you're still distracted. Mm-hmm. But people who are actually looking down at yeah. a text in their lap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a f- yeah. car going 50 miles an hour. It goes 40 feet per second.
0: Absolutely. That's what I don't think people understand.
1: So throw the book at him?
0: I, I think so.
1: As punishment or retribution or, <laughs> or just to get him off the road or as a deterrent or all of the above? I think all of the above. I would like to think that
0: if he does get a light sentence, he would never talk on his cell phone again driving. So I think that lesson is learned, hopefully. But I think other people who do that need to hear that this is what can happen to you if you cause an accident. I see it all the time, and it's not young kids, guys. This guy today, he was in his 70s, 60s, 70s. So it's not it's not something we can blame on the youth. Everybody does it at every age, and it just has to stop.
1: I always ask uh, Sheriff Gaylor, how come there's not more tickets like hot expensive tickets
2: mm-hmm.
1: because but it must be hard because i guess it's easy for someone to say a defense attorney to say well they weren't on the phone you just they were just looking down at their steering wheel
0: right but can't you tell can't you Yeah but uh, you
1: know for the local for this because there was there was deaths involved they used cameras they they're able to determine what activity is taking place on the phone, like is he keying in text? Right, is right. he typing? Uh, and what time, etc. But it's interesting that the gentleman—not uh, gentleman—the terrorist who shot folks up down at uh, Pensacola, mm-hmm. uh, the Air Force or Naval base, mm-hmm. prosecutors are fighting with Apple. I know, because Apple does not want to release his. They don't want to give the prosecutors. The code, his, to unlock the that, phone, that unlocks the phone. That's a very fine line.
0: It is a fine line.
1: All righty, well, let's leave it at that.
0: All right. And, and we'll take a little break.
1: We'll take a little break, and we'll get the star of the show. Get online. her
0: on the phone. All right. So we'll take a little break, and when we come back, we'll be talking with Sandra Mag Salmon
3: library's annual winter reading program for adults and high school students runs through March 7th with a the theme of We Love to Read a Latte. Participants may sign up for the winter reading program by logging on to hcplonline.org or visiting a local library. Adults are encouraged to read or listen to at least five books, high school students three. Upon completion, participants will receive this year's special collector's mug while supplies last. Numerous special events will take place during this year's winter reading program, including a Harford County Coffee Crawl and Tea Tour. Participants are invited to pick up a passport at the library and visit various coffee and tea locations listed for a sample and a passport stamp to earn a keepsake 2020 Winter Reading Tote Bag while supplies last. Sponsors of the 2019 2020 Winter Reading Program are Gold Medal Physical Therapy, Harford County Public Library Foundation, Klein Shoprite, Schaefer, McLaughlin, and Stover LLC, and Friends of Harford County Public Library. More information about the winter reading program may be found at hcplonline.org or by picking up a copy of the Headlines and Happenings newsletter at any of the library's branches.
0: Welcome back. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith with the Hartford County Public Library and I'm here with Bob Mumby and this is the Hartford Edge. We're so delighted today to have Sandra Mag Salmon on the line with us from sunny Puerto Rico.
1: Well they just had a rain shower.
0: Oh <laughs> good morning Sandra.
2: Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm great. I am really wonderful. You know, we live in Vermont part of the time, so coming here uh, in February is pretty much of a gift to have a little bit of sunshine for a few days, so I'm very, very happy.
0: Good.
1: Sandra uh, tried to make me feel better by saying they just had a rain shower. (laughs)
0: Did it work, Bob?
1: <laughs> she said it was the worst seven minutes you could imagine.
2: Just a wee bit better. Oh, my God! Well, what did Dolly Parton say? You know, you can't see a rainbow if you don't have a little bit of rain.
1: Right. Ah. Always,
2: yeah. You know, always, you know, she's my, the great philosopher in my mind. Well,
1: that Henny Youngman said, I don't deserve this award, but then again, I have arthritis, and I don't deserve that either. <laughs> That's good.
0: That is good. All
1: righty. By the way, uh everyone should know that there's a caretaker and family members living at Sandra's house now so don't,
0: <laughs> don't go visiting.
1: <laughs> I know some people are very paranoid about. Like some people post on Facebook, "Oh, oh we're going away for 2 weeks."
0: I know. Help yourself.
1: <laughs> so anyway, Sandra, yeah. um
0: I want to, can I share a little bit about Sandra's background? Sure. Real quick. Sandra is a Maryland native who um, splits her time between Vermont and Maryland and is a featured columnist on Oprah.com, a world-renowned artist, author, and designer. Her mission is to help people express themselves and connect with one another both personally and professionally. So I just wanted to give a little background to uh, the conversation we're about to have.
1: That's fantastic. And Sandra, first of all, where in Maryland are you from uh, originally? I'm from Bal-
2: Baltimore County, um, Glen Arm, north of Towson oh, okay. area.
1: Yeah, beautiful over there. Yeah. Go down Harford Road, make a right on Manor Road. Is it not Manor Road? Anyway.
2: Well, it, it's all up in that area. Notchcliffe Manor Road, Long Green Pike, all of that area. Beautiful. Yeah.
1: Do you ever sleep?
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, uh, well, yes, I do. I'm very tired by the time I get in bed, so I do sleep pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, as you know, like I'm very much the kind of person who really does live in the moment, and I fill the moment with as much as I can because you know, I, my experiences in life have taught me that we're not promised tomorrow. So I really do put a lot of joy and a lot of living in every day.
1: So on that note, what, describe the arc of your life so far. At what point did you realize that? you were capable of doing so many things, doing them well. And when did you decide that this was going to be your vocation?
2: Um, well, I, th- that's a very good question. And I, I think, you know, as we all kind of look back and and narrate and begin to put together our life story, you sort of start to see themes and trends and ideas that, that you've, that we all, I think, put together like a quilt to begin telling our story. And one of the things that that for me really happened early on um, is that I was really raised by women. You know, my grandmother and my mom, and I'm one of five girls, so I've always been surrounded by a lot of female, powerful, gotta-get-it-done, have-to-do-it kind of women because if they didn't do it, it wouldn't get done. So um, I've always had a can-do attitude from the time I was a little girl because it just was surrounded me, and it's so funny. My mother used to say to my sisters and I, "You girls can do everything. Isn't anything you can't do?" And I thought she said everything and anything, like like uh, no stopping. She said, "No, I, I didn't say that." But. We You know all my sisters are very um passionate and have find success in their own ways, and my grandmother and my mom were really um the matriarchs of that idea within our family. But when I was young, I was probably in fourth grade, I had a very severe accident. I was um on a farm, my father, and my mother's farm, and we were picking rocks in the field so it could be planted and we were it was we were being throwing these rocks into a back of a trailer, you know pulled by a tractor. And the trailer tipped and pinned me underneath of it, filled with rocks, like a mm. ton of rocks. Oh. And I um, was trapped. Uh, My leg was trapped underneath this piece of farm equipment. And I called for my twin sister, Susan, to come help me. My father couldn't lift it. The men couldn't lift it. And Susan came over in an instant and lifted it effortlessly. And I crawled out, ended up having a compound fracture of of one of my legs. And I was in the hospital for a while. And then I was on a home and hospital school um, where I met many, many students who had cancer, who had had accidents, who had had traumatic experiences as a child, so they couldn't go to regular school. And that experience changed my life forever, Um, and it sort of set me on the path where I still am today, honestly, um, because I learned something very um, important, you know, all about 12 years old, and it was that the power of love is unbelievably awesome and has no boundaries. My sister loved me with such Enthusiasm, her adrenaline was able to lift up something that was impossible for a human being to lift and save my life and save my leg. And then, secondly, um, all these children that I spoke with every day on the phone, um, I couldn't see them. Yeah, you know, I was on the phone. Um, I began making things to give, give to them. My mom would mail them, I'd, I'd make things with my hands, Granny, and my mom would teach me how to embroider and um, knit, and, you know, and make cards, and they were sent out to people at school and to these children, and then many of these children died, and that's when I learned, we're not promised tomorrow. Live today. Say what you want to say today. Um, live the way you want to live today, because tomorrow isn't necessarily um, granted. So that... Um, Time in my life really formed the essence of who I became, and I went on to become an artist. I did, you know, undergraduate, graduate work as an artist because for me, words also failed me. I was much better at saying what I wanted to say when um, I drew it or created a piece or made it something from knitting or a pillow. I used to do a lot of rug hooking, um, and that was the way I communicated. So I really went on and studied art, and then I realized. For me, it was about connection and communication. I'd always been interested in psychotherapy, and so I became an art therapist. I did a master's in Baltimore at Goucher in art therapy and went on to work um, with many people in many kinds of facilities and individually, um, children and adults, um, as an art therapist, helping them to communicate and connect um, when words failed them as well. So that's kind of you know where I got to that point. And then I started making things That we all wanted to say, you know, and I created these message plaques out of clay, and I always, you know, went to thrift stores and, bead shops. And so I began beading them and I created a line of work called Messages from the Heart when my daughter was born. And it said all the things I wanted my daughter to know. And friends would come over and they'd say, I need to say that and steal them off the wall. (laughs) And my sisters stole them. And then somebody would call me and say, could you say this? My, My mother always said that. I want to give it to my daughter when she gets married. So I made a plaque that said that. And before I knew it, I had this business in the kitchen and in the basement in my house. I unplugged the the washing machine because it was the only 220 voltage I could get a kiln <laughs> plugged into. Again, can-do attitude. Um, and but it was step by step by step. You know, today when you know people describe my career and my life, it seems like like oh my gosh, how did you know it's so big? But it was really just step by step by step, following one decision after the other as I created the painting of my life, my life.
1: And so you were 12 when that happened. So that was a 27 yeah. years ago. So you've framed <laughs> this all to 27 yeah. years.
2: God, I, we have, I, I, am, I have a new boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: So <laughs> the reason uh, we're talking to you is uh, HCPL's third annual Women's Summit is uh, slated for Tuesday, March 3rd, which mm-hmm. it's like four months away, right? Or ah! We're three and a half weeks away. We're in March. It's very We're going close. to be in March already. I can't yes. believe it. Yeah. So yeah, three and a half weeks. Three weeks from this coming Tuesday, March third, the Abington Library. You're going to be talking about living artfully. Create the mm-hmm. life you imagine. You're going to include your uh, "I'm Making It" journal, mm-hmm. um, and your book "You" mm-hmm. in quotes with exclamation point. So, tell us a little about that. What the program? Is like because the life you imagine, like if you're Anne of Green Gables, I want to help her create the life she imagines, but I may just imagine in my nine x life I want to be married to Shakira. you don't want to help me create that
2: I'm happy to help you create that yeah, you'd you have know, to Shakira kill me first, right, so I could be reincarnated but in that way, Shakira has to also want to create that this, is this is true this so is true I'd have Thank to work you for with keeping both it of real
1: you. um. <laughs> I once we were watching a, an award show, and I said to my wife, uh, "Liv Tyler is beautiful, but I could never really be with her because she reminds me too much of Steven Tyler." <laughs> <laughs> so Cindy said, uh, "I'll I'll give her the bad news." <laughs> yeah, right. I'll let her know. <laughs> now, they're they're down not <laughs> that easy. Just take that out of her hope locket. Yes, <laughs> right. yes. So exactly. living artfully, create the life I you t- imagine t- and the "I'm Making It" journal, and you.
2: Well, Yes. Okay, so let, let me just start by defining what it means to live artfully. So, to me, it's simply to make a conscious decision to live your life as if you are the artist of your life, to embrace and believe that life is a work of art. You know, we each leave our mark on the world every moment of every day through every single choice we make and all the actions that we take every single day. What I ask when we think about living artfully is to broaden our definition of what art is. In our society, art has become such a narrowly defined construct, concept, only for those people who have certain talents. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that. I think everything is art. I think what you do, how you dress, the way you love someone, how you talk, your smile, your personality, what you believe in, all your dreams, the way you drink tea, how you decorate your home, your grocery list, the way you cook food, the way you feel. All of life is art. And it's simply about putting and recognizing the choices and the decisions that you make in every single thing that you do. Um, It's just looking at all of life as a work of art, and anyone can do this. It's simply a gentle shift in how we look at our life and how we define art, and we broaden the definition. Um, it's simply looking through a slightly different lens than probably most people have looked at life. There, there are no right or wrong decisions. It's just what you think is beautiful. Um, it, you know, I, when I started writing the book Living Artfully, I really did a lot of research on creativity, where it comes from, what it means, and one of the things I discovered is, um, the word "creare," which is Latin for create, simply means to grow. And we can grow. We know how to grow things. I mean, anybody can grow anything. We can grow a friendship. We can grow a garden. We can grow a business. It's, it's simply the same process to grow anything. And that is you identify, number one, what it is you want to grow, which most people, many people often skip that step. Uh, but you have to be really specific, and that's part of what our workshop's going to be. What do you want to grow, and what are the tools and the techniques to grow that? You have to nurture it. You know, if it's a seed in the garden, we know it needs sun, it needs water, it needs care. We have to get rid of things in the garden that will hurt it and that might kill it. Um, it's the same thing. We can grow anything, and the workshop that we're going to be doing is about giving the women who attend this workshop the tools they need to grow the life they imagine. Um, And that's really an exciting time. And this workbook that I've created called I'm Making It, um, it's a 30-day journal. So we're giving every single person who comes one of these journals, and we'll be doing some, about six or seven of the um, exercises within the journal at the event to really help women engage and imagine and Um, start thinking about what is it they want to grow, what is the life they want to create, and then they can begin uh, implementing and pulling together the steps that they need to do to get to where they want to go. So we're going to be using words like create and art and imagination and make and makers um, throughout this conversation, but with a much broader uh, definition, um, because it's really about looking at the choices one makes to live their life authentically and with meaning and purpose. And that's really the goal we have for, for that day. Um, I'm really excited about it. And um, it, it's a very magical time when women get together in the purpose of helping each other grow to be who they want to become. And all sorts of wonderful things happen and connections are made and friendships are had and um, moments shared are really precious. So it's, it's, it really is. I'm um, grateful, and it really is going to be a wonderful, wonderful morning.
0: I agree. I can't wait.
1: <laughs> now, uh, let me, one thing uh, I wanted to ask you, because what goes hand in hand with this is, is, frankly, the challenge that most, if not all, women face during the socialization process sexism, patronization, uh, a, a lot of expectations that are falsely created, a lot of dismissive language by men in their lives and other women that can affect confidence, their conviction, their fortitude. Is So I would imagine, there have, par- parallel to this, there has to be some coaching on that and some, some almost spiritual assistance and guidance in helping women overcome that as they go through this journey.
2: Yeah, and I think this journal really helps that. You know, I think in some ways there's there are exercises in the journal, um, and certainly within our conversation, when women share that they they don't feel like they're artists because they were told in fourth grade they didn't have any talent by an art teacher. You know, there's a, a lot of stripping away these belief systems that women have sort of armored themselves up on because they've been told, oh, you can't do it that way. That's wrong. This is right. Or women don't speak up here. They only speak up there. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of those sorts of things that some women have faced. And so they, I think that there's a slow kind of shedding of those belief systems, looking at them and saying, is that really how I feel? Like often, you know, if you're going to be the artist of your life, that means any choice, any decision that you make that makes you feel wholly yourself, is the correct one, there are no right or wrong, It's what you think. And so often women throughout history have been told right or wrong, no, good or bad, you know, be a good girl. You know, good girl to me means be yourself fully and authentically. Um, But for many, good girl means stay in your place, stay in your lane, don't jump out of it. So we have those conversations when we gather as women, and women will move at different speeds at different paces in their life. So some women may say, ah, I just can't let go of that. I don't know how to replace it. Because you don't let go of something unless you replace it with something else. So it's a process. It's a step-by-step process. It's not an overnight, you know, one morning you're going to be a completely different person. But it's the beginning to shift the sight, shift the perspective, shift your lens of of where you might want to go and having other women's support that you can get there when and if and how you decide to do it. Great. It's a lot of open, honest conversation. You know, I mean, it's not, you know, I'm not going to be standing up doing a presentation and this is the way I live my life. Isn't it great? I think that's the least interesting thing of all. I think it's, This is. these are the problems I face. These are the these are the hurdles this is how i you know did what i what i'm doing and it's always a process it's still evolving i'm still creating my life every single day
1: well that that's great and it's so valuable because so many times we go to these events and you get some you know motivational speaker which is i that's a horrible connotation for me because mm-hmm. in in my experience they'll come up they'll tell a few very impersonal, inspiring stories, and a few puns, and then walk, walk, walk away. Uh, here, this is actually, first of all, it's a challenge to do this in a group, and it seems like you've mm-hmm. done a lot to figure that out uh, and to make that executable. Uh, so tell us about that. the uh, I'm Making It journal and how that's well, a, a vehicle yeah. for you
2: and the the, the um, program is really interesting, and again, it's been created. Leslie and I have really worked hard to create this space and this experience to really be one um, that's artistic that's artful that allows for creativity to um, be explored. So the first part of it, um I'll be sitting down um, in in conversation with uh, leslie who who uh, Mary, is, um,
0: with Mary, our CEO.
2: Mm-hmm. And and Mary and I are going to be having a conversation, um, kind of uh, not unlike what we've had, will be some questions um, that she has about what it is to live artfully, uh, how did I, you know, sort of create the life I imagined. And, and
1: she's um, a slouch like you, Sandra. She really <laughs> um, does <laughs> nothing. She wakes up and, you know, watches soap operas and plays free she on her computer. She does like General Hospital, but only
2: yeah. well, That is, she a, that is it the company midnight. we keep. That's right. Okay, That's, I'm sorry. That is I interrupted. You. I had to
1: point out the similarities. Yeah. No judgment,
2: you, right? No, I'm not judgy. That's fine. Um, and then we're going to give women the opportunity to ask the mm-hmm. questions they want to know. Mm-hmm. To your point, like, I've often gone to, to talks and um, someone talks for an hour and a half and they. They tell me what they think I want to know. I want to answer the questions that people want to know, not what, somebody, not what I think women want to know. So uh, there will be an opportunity for women to ask questions. A lot of women write me. A lot of women reach out, want to know how to start a business, how to do this, how to do that. They've written the children's book. They've, they've created an idea, and they, want, they don't know how to get started on that path to bring it out to the world. So I'm, I'm always happy to mentor and to share very honestly, you know, the steps that I believe it takes to do that. So people may ask me about that. Um, we're going to have, an, you know, I think it's going to be about 25, 30 minutes of that kind of work in the beginning of kind of getting to know each other in that format. And um, then we're going to um, break off into different tables um, and The I'm making a journal, we're going to do six or seven of the exercises within the journal that women can do and then share within the table, share with the group um, to help move them through this process of of becoming uh, the artist and the creator of their own life to live artfully. So, and then... We'll have a processing of all that at the end, and then we have, as women do love, um, we have a, a shop that will be filled with um, many of the uh, pieces that i 've created books for children, um, some adult books, um, these these plaques, these messages from the heart plaques and recently, um, you know my mission, I feel as much as anything that I do is to put a little more love in the world. I think we all need to connect to belong. To love and be loved. So, everything I do, from writing a book for a child to creating a message plaque, is in the honor and the assistance of helping people connect one heart at a time. So, I've just created what we call um, our love scarf, and it's a silk scarf that um, I've designed that um, has the word love um, in my artistic hand all the way through it. Um, and so, we'll have the love scarf available. And um, it's one of my favorite pieces to wear now that I'm 35. I find that it's very helpful. 37, for, um,
1: 37.
2: Don't, don't 37, cheat. 37 to wear a lovely scarf. And, um, and also to know that I'm, I'm wearing a scarf that says love. So I'm always putting love in the world. No one else knows that it says love but me when you're wearing it. But it's really, it's lovely to do that. It is. So um, we'll have that as well.
0: And Sandra has generously. Um, offered to donate a percentage of sales that day back to the library, so it's a win-win for everyone.
1: That's great. Mm -hmm. Tell us uh, one, two, three things, uh, whatever has stuck with you. Uh, What has inspired you most? What success um, or something you've overcome has given you great fulfillment? What's made you laugh? Uh, What's made you say, wow, um i'm glad i'm here and doing this
2: oh gosh you know i i love going to libraries and schools and talking with kids i mean that is just like to me the icing on the cake you know plus 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 i mean it's cream cheese icing on a on a carrot cake it's great (laughs) i'm getting better um and that was a good choice. Of, 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 <laughs> yeah, it. right? I <laughs> it's amazing. And just the icing, really. A little bit cake, just the icing. Because kids are amazing. And, you know, I write to them and I talk to them and in my books. And then when we sit down and we talk, I'm just blown away at the hope and the possibility and the ideas, you know, that they have for, you know, living and being. And, and, and it, they really do inspire me. I mean, I really get a lot of joy going out and visiting with kids in school, I mean, it just blows me away. I mean, it really gives me hope for the future. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I, you never know how you're going to touch a person's life, and and from time to time, I mean, even like this week, we got an email from a woman who had had bought two books of ours that I had written many years ago for Rizzoli. One was called The Story of the Heart, and the other was called When There Are No Words. And they were for adults. They were picture books for adults, very high-end, expensive books that Rizzoli published, Mm -hmm. gosh, maybe 20 years ago. And this woman wrote to me, and she said, I just found them in my library, and I just had to write you and tell you that they changed my life. They touched my heart. They reminded me that it's the people and the moments that matter. And I was, you know, that, you know, that takes my breath away because Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I'm making in the belief that that what I make is 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 what is my gift. It's it's what I know how to do. It's how I I know how to live. That's what I do. I don't know any other way. And then to be validated that oh, that did actually matter to somebody really touches me. And I'm so grateful that it did because that was always the hope that in that I could just as a therapist, as an artist, you know, um, a speaker, that I could really help somebody. Like, it's so funny, because, you know, you go back, you know, you, as you tell the story of your life, and you look for the connections and the themes, Sandra translates to helper of mankind. And I had oh no wow. idea. Really? And that's just always been my hope, you know? So, hmm. you know, I, I'm inspired every day. I mean, I love nature. You know, we grow a garden my husband and I helped um, start a gardening program for an elementary school in Vermont um, where every single child comes 16 weeks out of the year and they learn to grow a seed they learn to plant it they they nurture it then they harvest it they learn to make food um, and they now have a farmer's market at their school from the food that they grow and they're oh, wow. teaching their parents who sometimes didn't know you know how to grow a potato or a peanut or a tomato, or how delicious it is to make pesto from the top of carrots. You know, so the kids are now the ambassadors teaching their parents, and that kind of full circle. And they're teaching me too, and I I love that every day. There's something new to learn, and um, and just trying to be open to it, you know, and create my own life. And of course, there's been lots of obstacles. You know, I mean, and, and lots of um, bumps in the road. You know, from physical health and um, you know, cancer scares and, you know, but all of us have that. And, we, you know, I mean, for me, I just keep trying to move forward in a way where I'm open to possibilities, and open to use these experiences and these bumps in a way that help me create the next thing in my life because nothing stays the same. You know, everything is constantly moving and I've grown in and out of businesses, in and out of friendships, in and out of relationships. Um, and we all do. You know, but it's you know how do you do that in a way that's uniquely you and hopefully with grace and um, kindness and a whole lot of love. You know, that's I think the point.
1: And there's probably times that you don't even know what's happened when you've lifted that that trailer of rocks off of somebody's leg. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I can't. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, people write me, oh, they like I knocked over this piece that you made, and it was my my husband gave it to me when you know, we didn't, never thought we'd give birth to our miracle baby and then all of a sudden I got pregnant and this piece is everything to me. Can you replace it? Because objects, you know, somehow beautifully become infused with meaning and memory and that is when it's very special. Um, and I, I, I often, you know, because the words or the piece or the object said what somebody couldn't say with their own words, but the object spoke it. So I'm very interested in in helping create those kinds of experiences or things that speak what someone most wants to say, but they don't have the language.
1: Interesting. Mm -hmm. And speaking of having a child, uh, your daughter is very involved in your work, it seems now.
2: Yes, she is. I'm so happy. She, um, you know, went um, to school and studied anthropology and um, history and languages and um, also, art She's always been a very, very strong um, and, and loved art and, you know, loved to create. Went off to school, went to graduate school in France and lived there for like six years, you know, loved it. And I didn't think we were going to get her back here uh, and a few years ago. I remember I, that. Know, It's hard, right? Yep. Of course, my husband and I follow her wherever she goes, so we weren't that far behind her. But um, she came home. She came back to D.C. and is he fell in love, just got married last summer and just last year decided to join our company. So, um we're a real family affair. You know, uh, Hannah is um working with us now, but my sister Karen's been with me for gosh, 15 or more years, maybe almost 20 years now. And um Karen came, at, she's a CPA, came, you know, to sort of manage the office and um ended up really finding her creative strength. She's amazing. Um, in Photoshop and in design, and, um, you know, really helps me lay out everything that we do in terms of books and art and getting ready for production for companies that we work with. And Hannah is very strong. She's a really strong writer. She's a great illustrator. Um, So we're, and she's also very interested in children of the world, as I am, too. But she you know, worked for uh, large organizations like uh, UNESCO and the UN when she was in France. And so we're now just starting to work with an organization um, and we're creating books for children who are in Syrian refugee camps and for the aid workers so that they can, we can help translation with imagery and words in English and in um, Arabic. And, And it's a real interesting creative endeavor because, of course, you know, there's so many children and it very expensive to publish books. So we're creating books that can be folded from a single sheet of paper and it becomes an eight-page book. It's a special way to fold. It's just a regular sheet of paper that can be printed in any printer in any camp around the world. And um, then it's folded up and it slips in a pocket. So these little pocket books will go to healthcare workers, children, parents, you know, all of them, the teachers there at the school and at the camp. So we're really excited about that kind of work that we're now doing as well. And Hannah brought us that. I mean, I don't know that I would be doing that if it wasn't for our daughter and um, bringing those ideas to the company. And it's really exciting work and really creatively challenging, too, because the problem-solving has to really be done graphically, visually. And then also, it, you've got to look at the, the cost of it because it has to be accessible and sustainable.
1: One thing is a little off the topic, but I've always this has always been of interest to me. And it's a challenge a lot of us have. Uh, Maybe you think a little quicker than someone or you're a little more type A or things come to you more quickly. You have a lot of drive. And now you're working with your daughter, your sister, your husband. And for me, it's always been a learning process that I wasn't always so, so good at. How do you avoid stealing their thunder or blocking their light, for lack of a better word? How do you help them have their own journey without being in your shadow for lack of a better word
2: i think that that is such a great question and that's something that i really think about and talk about because you know i this company that i have is a brand that's been built around me and about my ideas and my art and what i want to put in the world and um you know, when my sister came to work for us, she brought the gift of being an accountant and being, um, you know, like, incredible manager, management-style manager. Um, and and she still does that for us. But she's grown into other areas of, of exploration of, as she's created her own life of other things that she likes to do in the company that were things that we never explored and never thought would even happen. So, you know, I mean, I... I think that I encourage her to to test those things, to try those things to do those things um you know sometimes you know I mean, like there's conflict in terms of we'll do it this way, we'll, you no know, do it that way, but you know I think that's just that's learning in terms of like for me, if somebody has a better idea, I really do want the better idea, and as I've grown, I think I'm more interested in better idea than my idea. Um and that's always a challenge I think. Um mm. tried to keep the brand really clear and clean of what is the best idea. It doesn't now I realize it doesn't always have to be my idea. It just has to put that mission in the world. How do we connect hearts one at a time? I'm interested in that idea. And as it relates to Hannah, we talked a lot about that, my daughter when she came to work in the company. And she's got a lot of ideas that I never had, that I that were not in my wheelhouse, that were not goals that I had that she's developing. You know, we're giving her the space to develop. Uh, for example, social media. Like, I don't know from social media. Like, I didn't grow up mm-hmm. with social media. That's right. not something that I immediately gravitate towards. She's really helping to communicate to the world um, what our vision is, what our mission is through that platform. She's That's her. She takes the lead on that. And as she's beginning to write and illustrate, you know, we'll see where that goes. I mean, um, ideally, you know, it would be great if she could develop her own line of books that we could publish. We would love that. Um, You know, she's, you know, I mean, I also think there's a mentorship program that she's involved in, too. I mean, she's learning this business. And it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, it's, it, there is an education. And she's learning and growing. And, you know, we're really trying to be open to, you know, what ways, we might grow as a company and as a family and in our relationship because of her working with us you know and um, it's been really great I have to say you know there ha- not that there haven't been bumps on some days where I say oh, I think this is better and she's like no this is better I mean definitely have these conversations right. but in a way that's the meaningful part that's, that's how you get to prob- problem solve in a way that's um, you know outside of what your norm is you know she's pushing me for sure and and I like that. Don't tell her that, but I like that. <laughs> Your secret is safe with me. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. I want her. You know. I mean. I think she will be an author and have her own books. I mean, I know she will be. She's. She sees the world in a lens that I don't, and her lens and her viewpoint need to be. Shared. I mean, this whole Syrian camp um, and working with these children, thats all her. She made the connection. She, she made a donation of books to an organization. She spoke to the organization, and she said, you know, maybe we can help you. Do, what are your needs? And we had this call, and so she's been spearheading this whole thing. So that's a, that's a really good example of, of her sh- letting her shine her light. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine.
0: Yeah, I love that idea. That's great.
2: You know, my
1: daughter has been all over the world, and we always joke that, how are you going to find out how wise we are unless you go and see the whole world? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: oh. That's right. It takes a village to show that. <laughs> well, we truly, we, we, we laugh and we carry on, but you know, we really have followed him all, all over the world. We would never have had the exposure to the world. Like she did a lot of, um, you know, volunteer things and even in high school. And, and, and when she went to school, one of the, the, the tenets of her school is that January and February um, she would go and do an internship somewhere in the United States or somewhere else. Um, and she always did, you know, she went to work at the orphanage in the Dominican Republic. She worked with the water people who were trying to put water in, um, in, in Tanzania. She went to Tanzania and got malaria. You oh know, she gosh. went to um, Morocco to Rabat and you know, we didn't follow her to Tanzania because we didn't really like all the um, the shots. <laughs> but I'm <up> sure <short, laughs> Tanzania is like an amazing place. But we went to Morocco. You know, we went we followed her like, to bits and places, and we've seen the world through her eyes and um, and what mattered to her. And it was always it was always children, always helping someone, helping people, and um, and and that's been amazing. And and she's bringing those ideas and those experiences to our job now and I think we 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 really are benefiting from that as a as a family and as a company.
1: That's fantastic. Uh, we're talking to Sandra Max Salmon. I keep on trying to say Maximen.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Max Salmon. Her website is s a n d r a m a g s a m e n. dot n.com. And she's going to be at the uh, Hartford County Public Library in Abingdon on March 3rd. Uh, they kick off the annual Women's Summit. We can't wait for it. But I'm not allowed in there, am I?
0: You can come, Bob.
1: Is there, like, you're going to make me look outside the window? No. in Without that big atrium? No. And I like Dustin Hoffman say, well, at the end of The, <laughs> the, <yourself>. the Graduate? <laughs> yes.
2: No, no. Men are welcome. We don't Yeah, it's not punishment. You know, we'll you know we can help you live artfully. Yeah.
1: Okay. And you can use me like as a contrary indicator so you (laughs) could do it this way, or you could do it the right way.
2: We would never do. Or what you think is beautiful. (laughs) But I can't mention the Shakira
1: thing, right? (laughs) That's
2: right. That's right. We'll see if we can get Shakira there for you.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, and you could find out about the whole women's summit at hcpl online
0: correct and tickets are on sale until the 25th so they are selling quickly we have a limited number of seats because we want to keep this intimate and meaningful for everyone who comes. be sure and go to HCPLonline.org. tickets are 45 dollars and you get a hot awesome breakfast from water's edge the 30-day journal and sandra's book you which is a lovely book lovely book
1: and so we're going to let Sandra go because it's eleven eleven a.m. And she has a brunch date in probably a very short order from now
2: on the beach. <laughs> I'm living artfully here in Puerto Rico. She okay. is.
0: But you've also been working because we've been in touch. So yeah. you're finding yeah. a good balance.
2: <laughs> I've always work. I mean, it work is... You know, I've redefined, you know, people used to say, oh, your deadline is. I'm like, no, 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 it's a lifeline. It's when the project comes to life. Mm -hmm. So I just, work is just the same as any other day. I mean, I do the the work of my life. You know, that's what I do.
1: Well, thank you for your life, for what you do, and for coming on today, and for what you're going to do in three and a half weeks at the uh, Abingdon Library.
2: My pleasure. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Same Thank here. you.
0: Talk to you soon.
2: Okay. Bye bye.
0: Have a great day.
1: What a slouch.
0: Ah, I love her. She's awesome. It great. has been such a, a treat to work with her on this. We've been working so hard on it, and her creative um, thought process is just amazing. So it's well, been
1: wonderful. As the saying goes, um, some people go through life uh, wondering if they've made a difference. I don't think Sandra has that problem.
0: No, no. And one thing we didn't talk about, which is really interesting because we ran out of time, is she does a blog on Oprah.com. And she's been on Oprah. She's been on the Today Show. So she is really a world renowned person that's coming to Hartford County. We're very fortunate to have her. And she is. I just might show up there. We have to get a ticket. Okay. Okay.
1: I want to see how that hand-drawn crown looks on her
0: <laughs> i love that picture right
1: <laughs> in the f- flyer she has a, a crown i guess that she's drawn on her head
0: mm-hmm. and some hearts next to and it some hearts mm-hmm.
1: all righty speaking of hcplonline.org what else we got cooking
0: oh my goodness well today's valentine's day
1: well so... let me interrupt you for one second yeah. you listening to wmd aberdeen yeah okay
0: good job libby are you happy so, happy Valentine's Day to everyone today. Whiteford Library, Northville Library, Jarrett'sville Library, Habit Grace Library are all having really fun, very different uh, Valentine events. So, go to HCPL online, check that out. As a reminder, we are getting close to the finish of our winter reading program this year, which is We Love to Read a Latte. It has been one of our best years ever for this. Um, If you are trying to get your free mug, which is beautiful this year, um, finish up your five books if you're an adult, three books if you're a teen. Come by any library um, and pick that up once you've completed that. And then we're also doing a coffee crawl and tea tour this year. So make sure to pick up your passport, get it stamped, Um, and come back and uh, get your amazing uh, tote bag that has the uh, We Love to Read a Latte logo on it and our sponsors on the back. So that's coming to a close. Um, In relation to our uh, winter reading program theme, the Joppa Library today from 2.30 to 4 is having a teen coffee house. So this is just for teens, and they can enjoy coffee or tea while just hanging out with their friends. And um, this is actually supported by the Joppa Friends of HCPL. Tomorrow at the Norrisville Library, we have Steve Gambrel, who is otherwise known as the Balloon Man here in Hartford County. But he's going to be um, talking about and tackling the issue of bullying in schools. It's for families and kids from three to eight years. He's going to use a mix of magic puppets, balloons, and audience participation. Registration is required and it is from 11 to noon tomorrow. And then we have an author event at our Bel Air library tomorrow from 2 to 2.30. The author is Elizabeth Lilly, and this is for all families to come. She's actually an author and an amazing illustrator, and she's going to read her picture book, Geraldine, and share the creative process that, process that she goes through to write. You can ask questions. She's going to bring some sketches for everyone to look at, and um, she's actually writing a new book, which she'll talk about a little, um, and that is also supported by the Bella Air Friends of HCPL. So, just a smattering of what we got planned.
1: Well, and to continue your play on words. Yes. What is it? What is it? Something a latte? We Need love latte? to
0: read a latte.
1: Okay. And at the Women's Summit, you're going to learn how to espresso yourself. <laughs> I, I
0: love it. I hope, Sandra, you're still listening.
1: <laughs> All righty. Here's a, a quick tweet. And then we have to go. So this woman... Oh, folks, gosh. He's
0: giggling already, guys.
1: <laughs> I just saw this woman crying outside of my local mall. I asked her what's wrong. She said she lost $200. So I gave her $40 of the 200 that I found at the entrance of the mall. <laughs> when God blesses you, you must bless others. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's from my new favorite site, which is called It's it's Never Your Successful Friends Posting the Inspirational Quotes.
0: That is true. (laughs) Thank you, PJ, for that.
1: All righty. We're quite done.
0: We are quite done for the day. What a great show. Indeed. Um, That's all the time we have for the Hartford Edge this week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Sandra, for joining us. And we'll talk to you next week.